Erica Pandy, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. It's Monday, November 29th, and we're focused on the post-pandemic future of work and how that's being discussed in the corner office. Today, we'll hear from Ann Mukherjee, who's the CEO of Pernod Ricard North America and whose job sits at the intersection of a few different macro trends. For context, she's the CEO of the parent company behind brands like Jameson Whiskey and Absolute Vodka. So she's in an industry that relies on people gathering in bars and going out, something the pandemic obviously hit. And then she's in the business of selling goods, so she's working through those same supply chain issues that we keep hearing about. And she's also an Asian woman at the top of a multinational company, something you just don't see very often. And she's leading that company through COVID and through a historic drop-off in women's labor force participation. My colleague Hope King recently interviewed Ann Mukherjee, and I'm a reporter focused on the future of work, so I was excited to hear what she had to say. In a moment, Hope's going to join me to discuss what she was thinking heading into that conversation, and then we'll hear from Ann Mukherjee. I'm joined now by my colleague Hope King, who's a business reporter at Axios, and who recently spoke with Ann Mukherjee, the CEO of a company whose name you might not be familiar with, but whose products you've definitely heard of. Hey, Hope. Hey, Erica. Yeah, so Anne Mukherjee is the CEO of Pernod Ricard North America. And as you mentioned, Pernod Ricard has all of these brands that I'm sure you've seen at bars. But I think also what makes her unique is that she was leading a company which was so heavily reliant and has been heavily reliant as an industry on bars and restaurants, going out, having fun. She's leading this company during a time where everyone's locked down. They're not feeling very happy and wanting to go out all the time or can't go out. And how did she do this? I wanted to know from her perspective as a leader, but also as a woman, as a woman of color, leading also through a very tumultuous time when we are dealing with social unrest and violent attacks against Asian Americans and the Black Lives Matter movement. So all of these factors combined made her a really compelling person for me to chat with. And I mean, I looked at her bio as we were going to have this conversation. She joined on in December 2019, so pretty much right before all this happened. And it's interesting to see a woman at the head of this company, of these alcohol brands. And beyond that, she's a woman of color, which you just don't see often in corporate America. What is her background? You know, as an Indian American CEO, she was born in India. She has lived here in the States and has a family here, obviously. And she speaks with a lot of passion and authority because she's been through it. Her experience in leading a company like this through the difficult times that we've had really drew me to finding out how she accomplished all of that. And hope 2020 wasn't just a hard year in terms of her industry. I mean, she was a new COVID CEO. How did she grapple with that? Yeah, she tried to have as many of these what she called listening tours as possible so that she could be in touch with everybody on her team, but also, you know, sort of down the chain. And I think that's also what really helped uh, with the difficult conversations that managers had to have about their mental health. And so she also put that as a priority, not only for herself and her team, but for the entire company. Let's take a listen. I think I probably have three key lessons that I've learned. One is really around resiliency and showing resiliency. And, you know, I'm very proud of our organization and how they've been able to do it. And for me personally, this pandemic has really forced me to think differently about human resiliency and really um, underscored the fact that people have to come first. 
while I've been thinking a lot about people's physical well-being, I'm now learning that their mental and emotional well-being are equally as important. So that's the first lesson. I think the second one is around responsibility. And we talk a lot about this notion of return on responsibility. And it's about not only return on investment, but what do you do to really ensure how you win in the future and how you do that? What shape does that take? And really, it's about reinforcing the right messages to our stakeholders. It's really about, you know, things like diversity and inclusion, giving back to the community. How does that all stand up, especially as we're going through some incredibly difficult um, social and economic and political upheaval? And then finally, I think it's about being purposeful. You know, we've tried to stay true to our purpose, which is really around this notion of unlocking the magic of human connection. Something that you mentioned about thinking about people first. I mean, maybe those who are listening now might think to themselves, why were companies never run that way? Didn't we have the priorities mixed up before? What do you say to that? Look, I I think this pandemic has made us learn a lot of things we should have been doing before. Whether it be how we treat people, we understand the value of people, we understand the value of our planet, We understand the value of the fact that we are social creatures and we have something called social media that we have to keep clean and not pollute through hate. There's a lot of lessons that we're learning and we should have learned them before. I think a lot of people would agree with you, but then looking around and seeing how service workers are being treated, a lot of people think, I don't think any of these lessons stuck around. How do we make sure that those lessons do stick around? I think as leaders, we can't let our guard down. And I think, look, everybody wants to go back to what it was like before. And I think, especially as someone who works so closely with the hospitality industry, we as leaders have to continue to sound the bell to say, our workers are sending us strong messages. What are we going to do to reinvent? As a woman leader of color, one of the benefits that I have is I didn't grow up with any rule book. No one told me what it was like to be a CEO. So I make it up as I go. And I think it's time that people really embrace what adversity advantage is really all about. Adversity is not a if, it's a when. And so we need to take advantage of learning from adversity to make it our advantage. And it's time to make serious change, whether it's people who are working in restaurants or hotels, we're looking at a looming strike on content production, because a lot of people are now saying, you know what, I'm not taking it anymore. And if we as leaders of companies don't take that seriously, we won't be around much longer. And thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you. And that was Hope with Anne Mukherjee, CEO of Pernod Ricard, North America. Thanks for taking us inside that conversation, Hope. Thank you. Welcome back. It's Cyber Monday, and I'm thinking about online shopping, specifically the kind where you buy now and pay later. Here's a wild stat that caught my eye this week. The number of buy now, pay later purchases in the U.S. increased 438% between November 2019 and November 2021. That's according to Adobe Analytics. This is one of the biggest new trends in shopping right now, 
People are getting more and more comfortable with these payment plans from companies like Afterpay, Klarna, and Affirm that allow them to pay for a purchase in installments over time without needing a credit card. Trade publication Retail Dive noted that inflation could be motivating consumers to use these payment plans, since price tags are up and keep rising. But obviously, there are downsides. For example, people could be using these to buy things that they can't actually afford at all, even over time. According to a LendingTree survey, two-thirds of U.S. users of buy now, pay later options said they spent more money than they would have otherwise while using them. And the temptation to overspend might be particularly strong during the holiday season. In fact, today, on Cyber Monday, it could be the worst of all. That's all from me. I'm Erica Pandy, and we're back tomorrow with another episode of Axios Recap.